You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, welcome in. It is Minor Talk. We are live. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven locations across El Paso. Trust the great people at the Oscar Arieta Agency. On, um, you can check them out online at oscarariataagency.com. Um, you could check us also here, Minor Talk, on our podcast channel, wherever you get your podcasts. After you listen to this show here on 600 ESPN El Paso, we will have the recap edition here on our podcast network. Minor Talk is live, 600ESPNElPaso.com. Uh, you could also check us out, 600ESPN El Paso, on our free mobile app. And uh, there is so much to discuss in today's loss. Uh, I'm riding solo uh, along with Angel Munoz. Our producer here on uh, here on on our end uh, for 600 ESPN El Paso and for KLAQ. He just wrapped up a great broadcast over with uh, Voice of the Miners John Teicher and uh, Cole Freytag along with Mondo the Monster Medina. But uh, that's about all the positivity I'm going to lead off with. Okay, let's get to the ba- let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the real stuff. UTEP loses 27 to 10 against New Mexico. New Mexico destroys the Miners in this game. Uh, UTEP finishes with seven total turnovers. Yeah, you heard that right. Seven turnovers for the UTEP offense, which generated um, two, uh, excuse me, in this game they generated 353 yards of total offense. They threw the ball 46 times. They ran the ball 21 times. Um, This is a pass-first offense that has zero identity. It's an offense that is unreliable. It's an offense that went two for 11 in third down conversions. It's an offense that, yeah, they executed when they were in the red zone. But how many times were they actually in the red zone? It was um, one of those things that was just kind of embarrassing for this uh, UTEP football team to come out and uh, display an outing like that. They are now 1-3 on the season. This UTEP football team has a, a lot of struggles left and right, but we could talk about it with you right now at 915-505-6009. We also have a poll up right now. How many more wins uh, does UTEP have this season? You can answer at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. And uh, give us your reasoning as why UTEP is going to win the, the games that you actually vote for. So we have all that coming up here on the show. I, I think, uh, and I want to preface it with this, New Mexico is bad. They're a really bad team. I mean, that's one of the worst teams that I've seen all year. And UTEP is worse. That's that's the bottom line. They are way worse um, than, uh, than, than this New Mexico team. And the Miners, the expectations that were placed on this team before the season started, those expectations are slowly slipping away because real, reality is hitting this team. And the reality is, A, this UTEP offense has zero identity. And, and really... Um, not not a lot of uh, hope for the future. I mean, I guess this is a pass-first team, and maybe they get production in the passing game, but who knows if that's even going to be reliable. And then, moreover, uh, just beyond that, what's going on with the defense? Uh, the defense has regressed from last year, and, and hey, it still made some plays, especially in the second half, but maybe they're not as reliable as fans may have thought going into the season. And maybe that defensive front, where some people thought it was the best in Conference USA, maybe it's just you know, kind of average. Maybe the secondary is kind of average as well. But 
The defense is so much further along than the offense. The defense keeps them in games just like they did last year. And year over year, we've seen under head coach Dana Dimmel, the offense show its inefficiencies at times. It's they, they fail to execute on drives. They get rattled easily. And you saw it today. They go down 10 nothing. The team looked rattled. UTEP seemed like they had no answer after they had that, uh, you know, that pick six. It was the uh, 22-yard pick six off a tip pass. They were down ten nothing in the first quarter, and uh, they drove the ball down the field, but they weren't able to uh, complete a drive again. And for this UTEP football team, they're left shaking their head. They're left looking for answers. And to be honest with you, I- I'm even looking to 2023. I'm not ready to hit the it's over button on the season. But they are definitely they are going to have to look over to this pro- football program and take a good look at itself and see where this program is moving forward. I have no clue what's going to happen. I have no clue if this is a winning brand right here, if this can actually win in the future. But I do know this. Dana Dimmel has now, um, you, you know, he has not won games in which uh, he faces opponents who have a winning record. He has shown that even on the road, it's tough for a Dana Dimmel-led uh, team to actually find a win. And even though Dana Dimmel is responsible uh, largely to UTEP's 7-6 and six season, was that an anomaly? Did we overvalue that team, and did we overestimate where this team was going into this year? I think the answers to all of those are yes. Um and yeah, I, I get it. The loss of linebacker Breon Hayward to eligibility issues, uh, the loss of Justin Prince to a, a, a suspension that uh, we we have no clue as to what's going on behind closed doors. Um, you know, there's definitely a talent drop off on defense, but they still play hard. You give credit to the defense. You switch over to offense. You could see how reliable or how they how much they relied on the wide receivers like Jacob Cowing and Justin Garrett, and they just don't have the same production this year in their wide receiver core. Um, they took a step back in their offensive line. They took a step back in their running game. Um, Gavin Hardison has not progressed from last year, and they relied too heavily on him. And w- whenever this team is down, they have no answers to kind of come back, bounce back, or any of that kind of stuff. So again, I'm left with way more questions than I am answers. Uh, I have no clue where UTEP goes from here. Uh, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. You could also check in 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Let's bring on one of our favorites. It's Ronnie, who's joining us first on the phone lines. Eight eight. Uh, excuse me, 915-505-6009. Ronnie, what's going on? Good evening, man. Oh, how are you doing, Adrian? Reality is sunk in, Ronnie. Reality is sitting in right now, and, and uh, I'm feeling it right here. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I called this two weeks ago after their uh, Oklahoma You did. Oklahoma you game. did call it, Ronnie. You I did. did. I didn't, there's, <laughs> there's a couple things that, you know, that I just feel like they didn't do as a program, and I, I feel like they didn't. Like, their recruiting is so 10, 15 years ago. And here's what I mean by that. They're trying to go get these marginal junior college players and sell you on the fact that they're going to make a difference when – that's kind of an outdated thing. Like, you got to go to the portal and get guys who play at the Division One level. And if you're going to go get a Juco kid, he needs to be an All-American or at least an All-League guy, right? You need to know that he had an impact at least at that level so that his learning curve is, is cut down and, and they just weren't able to, to do that. And then I still can't get over the fact of why Demo is calling the plays offensively um, because the last guy we saw do that, you know, was Scott Frost. And he obviously met his demise. Last week, um, and, I, and I just think that there's a lot of parallels there. 
uh, coupled with the fact that I'm still trying to figure out who the hell UTEP beat out to get hardest. Like, like who did they beat out to get this kid? Because he, I told you, when he throws it 40-plus times a game, it just doesn't go well for UTEP. That's way too many for him. Way too many for him. And I know he's got a live arm, but the completion percentage is low. And now he's actually got more picks than he does touchdowns on the season. So 45 uh, dropbacks for him, just way too many, man. I think you gotta you got to control that thing. And you got to find a way to bring a little more creativity to your to your offense. And, and those just are things that I think you get when a coach is calling the plays and coaching the team because I think he gets caught up in his own level of biasness, right? And, I, and you see the same thing going on in Iowa with nepotism with the coach's son being the old coordinator when he was a freaking, you know, offensive lineman. You know, so you're seeing right. at a lot of different different places, man, because what's happening is coaches are stubborn, and we know that, right? And some of the greats, like Saban, they're stubborn to a fault, and it's what, it's what propels them to the next level. But then there's guys who you never hear of, or guys who keep getting in their own way, and their, you know, stubbornness ultimately leads to stupidity. Um, you know, I said it last week, I'll say it again, the answer for the minors in, in the short term is just to play out the season, play as hard as you can, um, and I would, I would still try to not have Hardison have to throw the ball 45 times. The your game plan going in, it's going to be tough. Uh, I know the league is down, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's any games I can say for sure on the minor schedule. Oh, yeah, they're going to go and they're going to win that one. I don't think they have any gimmies yeah. on their schedule regardless of how bad teams are. I mean, you saw the report. They're one of the bottom 25 teams in the country at, at the FBS level. And after tonight's loss, you know, I think they were 13 earlier this week. I'm sure they're going to probably drop into the, the bottom, you know, five or six. So it's like, you know, who, who, who can you say for sure they're going to beat? And the answer right now would be no one. And uh, I'll give you another prediction. Uh, I think Smith will be your next portal guy. I think when the season's over, I think he'll bolt out of here. I mean, he just had a great game today where he caught the ball a bunch and someone at the next, you know, tier of schools will say, hey, come on over here. Don't waste your talents over there and so I mean the Miners got to get on board with the way they recruit man if Dimmel's going to be the coach going forward he must get on board with what recruiting is and right now recruiting is portal 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 because you need to get proven guys at division one level you don't need to be sitting there guessing and hoping what a junior college marginal player would do what a high school kid would develop into what he won't develop into you got to get somebody else's player at this level that you can say okay against these schools that are comparable to our league or maybe they were some common opponents this guy did x y and z you know, I don't have to guess what this guy is going to do as far as the competition. I just got to see if he fits my scheme and systems. And until the minors recruit to that level, that the way recruiting is set up and basically college free agency, they're always going to be a step behind. They're always yeah. going to be a step behind. Well, one of the things that I, I would like to bring up is uh, with this UTEP football offense, first, it, it and I said it earlier, it has zero identity. Um, the Dana Dimmel play calling, whether it's Gavin Hardison throwing the ball for 45 times and uh, them only rushing at 21, Dana Dimmel said that his ideal, you know, I guess play distribution was 37 passes and 32 runs in this game. And, you know, they had to kind of play from behind. But what I don't get, Ronnie, is why did they start pressing the panic button on their offense when things go wrong? Like, why don't you try to grind out the game and and really establish the ground? Because I thought when they were running the ball today, it was, you know, a lot better than when they were just chucking the ball downfield. And 
in the second quarter, they were playing like they were down 24 to nothing. And in reality, it was a 10 nothing game that could have been really a fluke because of that tip pass interception. So, um, I, again, I don't like the coaching. I don't like the clock management out of the, uh, you know, right before the first half ends where I thought the Miners could score. Instead, they, they punted off to New Mexico and they score a field goal to close out the half. It's just a lot of things that I, I feel like it's reoccurring problems, reoccurring issues that never seem to find themselves out with. The, with this UTEP football squad? You know, I think the biggest thing for me today is Gavin Hardison should have never had an opportunity to throw the third pick. If he's, in fact, your starter, he's, in fact, QB1, your first job is to protect his confidence, right? And if you truly believe that he's your guy, you don't even give him the opportunity to throw the third pick. You know what I mean? Like that, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're going to pull him after number two and put somebody else in there you're still probably going to lose the game and, and, and whatever, and that's fine. But if he's, in fact, your guy, you know what I mean? Your number one job is to protect his confidence. And right now, I don't see that happening. You right. know what I mean? For no. me, that's going to be a bigger problem going forward because, once again, like I said, he gets no break from Dimmel. Dimmel's in his ear as the head coach. Dimmel's in his ear as the offensive play call. So there's, there's, there's no good cop, bad cop there, right? Like, there's no separation. Like He's constantly having Dimmel in his head and his ear. And I just don't think that that's ever going to – I keep going back. The only guy who does it like that is Scott Frost, and we all saw how that went. Yeah, that that's exactly right. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Ronnie. Hey, thanks for weighing in. Uh, great points as always. Got to get to a couple more callers uh, right now. Before we get to two more, let's go to uh, Twitter real quick. This coming in from Pinky. Uh, point off turnovers. The Miners had 10. Uh, Lobos left 7. Scored way more points than the Lobos. The defense did a great job. The Miners shot themselves in the foot tonight. This coming in from Violet, Violent Crusade. 71. I am utterly disappointed. Dimmel is now 13 and 36 as a head coach. This one checking in from Shannon. I really would like to know the logic of the play calling during the first three quarters from someone who truly understands coaching. Hashtag minor talk. This one checking in. Cesar Cubillos, I'm just hoping we get a decent crowd competing with high school football on Friday. Hard loss to watch from the field. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, hate to break it to you, Caesar. No one's going next week to Boise State and UTEP. Let's go to the phones. Let's welcome on Alan, who's joining us on the phone lines. Mm-hmm. Alan, good evening. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? Remember, I told you that me and my guys had the line at Lobos minus seven. You called Vegas it, Alan. At, Alan, you Vegas called it. Vegas opened the line at Lobos minus five, and then the wise guys jumped the line to get the people vote for the miners. And it ended up at minus minus two, which was a gimme for the Lobos. But I tell you what, they need to have a conversation tomorrow morning in the president's office, the athletic director and the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and she needs to have a conversation with them and let them know your services are no longer required. You're fired. Bring Mike Price back to finish the season and go out and (laughs) spend some money and get a coach. Because I saw this game tonight. Yeah. Yeah. First half, the Miners started running the ball and moving the ball, and all of a sudden they stopped and started throwing the ball every every play. You know, you've got two big backs run the ball. They're putting too much pressure on, on, on Gavison to, to, to do everything for them. I hear you. I hear you, man. Um, I, I'm with you on all of this. I, I agree with what you're saying there, Alan, and uh, – 
for for UTEP, um, I, they're not getting rid of Dana Dimmel. Let's let's just put that that out there. Dana Dimmel was uh, given a contract extension over the offseason after the seven and six season. He has two more years to his contract. So think about it: three more years under Dana Dimmel. Um, next year is kind of that make it or break it year. If you really want to boil it down to that. Um, but Allen, they're not firing him. They're not bringing in Mike Price. They're not doing any of that kind of stuff. It's going to be Dana Dimmel this year. It's going to be Dana Dimmel next year. That's uh, that's how it's going down. Uh, appreciate the phone call, Allen. Really appreciate you getting in on the show. Before we get to JJ Minor fan, uh, Sal Montes couldn't make it tonight because of his parents' 40th anniversary celebration that they're having. Sal Montes escaping to the bathroom to call us in here on Minor Talk as uh, New Mexico just dominates UTEP 27-10. Sal, fortunately for you, you did not have to witness this massacre, but <laughs> you definitely watched this from afar and you tuned in from afar. Um, UTEP did win their coin toss. That's a positive. But, Sal, give me all your takeaways from this game. Uh, a very frustrating loss for a ton of minor fans. A.B., what's going on? What's up to Angel? Uh, what's up to Jason as well? Uh, yeah, man, just a very, very disappointing game, especially when, uh, you know, the first two games, uh, we you know, 0-2, and, and we kind of chalk these next four up as, um, I don't want to say must-wins, but kind of a 3-1 and scenario. And it's not looking good, man, especially when, New Mexico is one of the bad teams in the nation. You know what I mean? I think we could say that, but UTEP, this kind of puts them in one of the worst teams of the nation category. I mean, they struggle with New Mexico State. Um, you know, they'll have Charlotte later on. And even then, we were kind of looking at the schedule from afar and kind of held out some hope. But now the confidence uh, for those games, it's not as high and i got to ask this question to everybody else, uh, and I think it's a fair question. You guys let me know if I'm wrong, but are the Miners even going to win another game this season? I, mm. That's just a, that's just the kind of energy that I'm getting and, and the impression that I'm getting throughout these first four games of the season. You know, I, I think if you ask anybody, would the Miners be one in three um, after their first four games? A lot of people would say, nah, maybe two and two at worst, possibly three and one. And uh, it, it's the complete opposite. So, I, I mean, just kind of looking at everything, and you have these third and short situations, fourth and short situations, um, when you're doing well on the ground and you don't continue to follow that model of success, uh, for what it's worth, I mean, not, not saying they were super successful, but you got to give yourself the best chance to win, and you can't keep on trying these Las Vegas things, these slot machines where you get lucky every now and then, because it's not going to happen all the time. And you don't have Jacob Cowan anymore, so it's it's very, very tough. Uh, just a disappointing game all around, man. Yeah, and look at when they actually did have success on that deep ball play. Like you're talking about those lottery plays, those try, you know, those gimme plays. Hardison chucks it down to Tyron Smith, an amazing pass to the 50. Tyron yeah. Smith j- goes all the way down to the one yard line and fumbles at the one yard line. It's a touchback for New Mexico's favor. That's the story yeah. of the game. I mean, that's a nu- in a nutshell UTEP's entire season as a reflection of th- yeah. themselves. And um, you know, to have those those kind of fundamental things happen to them left and right. It's a reflection of coaching. It's a reflection of where this program is and uh, and, and who this program is. And it's just not a good program right now. This football team is not a good football team, and I don't know if they can turn things around before it's too you know before the season's pretty much over. Yeah, yeah, and you know what, too, Adrian, something that just popped into my mind. Um, if we really look at it, after their one and six start, they have two wins. You know, one against Rice, one against New Mexico State. So I think it's safe to say this is a completely different team 
um, all around. I mean, for, forget the guys who, who are not on the team anymore for graduation, transfer, whatever. Um, it, it's just not the same team when you factor in the same guys who are still on this squad. So it's, uh, it's very disappointing. And then also, too, on the Tyron Smith plays, one of the things you're taught early on is, hey, when you're, when you're close to the sideline, put the ball in the arm that is closest to the sideline. That's, that's elementary, man. That's it's, fundamental. It's yeah, it, it's something that needs to be taken care of before you even get to the, you know, to the level that you're at. And I don't want to harp on it too much. You know, mistakes do happen, but these are things that can change a season around. And we can go from, hey, the Miners are down by, uh, by a score now as opposed to the complete opposite, you know, or even the might not even winning another game this year. So that's just kind of the impression that I got. I hope it's not too negative, but, man, what a very, very tough game tonight. Seriously, Sal. Well, get back to the big party. Uh, wish your parents, wish your family a happy, happy right anniversary celebration, Sal. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, Boise State UTEP. Uh, you and I will suffer through it either way. That's right, man. And uh, Westbrook Finals MVP. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sal Montes, co-host here of Minor Talk, taking the day off, but back in action next week. He'll be back in action every other week as well here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's continue on the phone lines right now. We got JJ, Minor fan. He's joining us as well. Uh, Augustine. Oh, we really got to go to Augustine later on. Okay, I guess so. Augustine and Kevin on deck as well. Uh, first off, let's go to JJ, Miners fan. JJ, what's going on? I'm sorry, I just started driving, but this was embarrassing. Seriously, this is embarrassing. They they could not embarrass UTEP fans more than today. Um, how can uh, how can we keep demo? Like demo, this is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> um, I'm start, sorry, I just started driving. I'm going to have to hang up and listen. I yeah, no driving. worries. Hey, JJ, I appreciate you patiently waiting. Uh, you got in what you needed to say. I appreciate that. We'll uh, catch you here on, on the radio. No problem at all, JJ. Appreciate the, the call. Uh, before we get to Augustine, uh, which I'm dreading, let's continue with some tweets. Um, this one coming in from AJ Holguin. Wide receivers fumbling the ball after catches didn't help things. Hashtag minor talk. Garrett tweets the show, the biggest indictment on Dimmel is that it's his that it's his offense. Last year was the best of his tenure, and they averaged 25 to 26 points per game, not even the top half of FBS. The offense has taken a substantial tech, uh, step back with a quarterback in his fourth year in this system. That's a good point, Garrett. I mean, if you really think about it, 2019, Gavin Hardison comes in and kind of learns the offense. He even plays in a couple games uh, from Kyle Loxley, who who ended up getting hurt uh, later in that year, and uh, Hardison started taking some snaps. Then you had Hardison as their entire their quarterback for the entire season in 2020. It wasn't even a question. He was their quarterback, solidified starter. Last year, solidified starter, no question about it, 12 games. This year, solidified starter. Um, you know, he came into so this one with Conference USA hype, like uh, people across this league put him on preseason lists. They honored him, recognitions left and right. And um, yeah, through uh, through four games, we're left wondering what's going on with Hardison. Is it the play calling? Is it him? Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything. Rip City trades. I love being optimistic about UTEP. 
Sadly, I don't see them doing much. I think the head coach is too stubborn for his own good. The defense did uh, the defense did enough tonight. The offense struggled so bad. The pass plays kept coming. Dimmel won't change. They're finishing two and ten. Hashtag minor talk. Ooh, man. Rip City Trades has no faith for the rest of the season. Manny David tweets us. Defense might keep them in some games, but they won't win another game with this anemic offense. Something's got to give hashtag minor talk. Augustine, who's on the phone lines. Uh, I'm not even going to read this tweet. We're going to go to him uh, in just a second. Duke Keith tweets us, just checked in to find a score. Take this is not a good sign. Oh, Adrian and Sal, I feel for you. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, let's go to our friend Augustine. He's joining us after a long hiatus. Haven't heard from him on Sports Talk. Haven't heard from him on minor talk all season long. Uh, fitting that he calls on UTEP's worst game. Uh, New Mexico beats UTEP 27 to 10. Good evening, Augustine. What's up? Hey, Adrian. Good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon. Wait a second. Yeah. Good what's evening, going everybody. on? We didn't pre tape this segment. Come on. Yeah, no, just it just it just you know, I don't know why minor fans are being so mad. So I mean, it's not like they didn't expect this to happen. I mean, all minor fans know that Dimmel hasn't been the answer. He had one lucky season. It's not on Hardison at all. The kid can play. Just you know, there's no back backing from coaching or anybody there. So I mean, when. If that, when that coaching staff leaves and they replace it with somebody else, just replace it with somebody that, that can actually, you know, that at least it seems like they prepared for a game. I mean, it, it, it was just it, it was just one of those games where, where, where they were a step behind, they were an idea behind, you know, and that's the gist of minor football with the last 15 years. I don't know why everybody's complaining. You know, Augustine, I, usually I harp on you. I tell you, what what are you saying? But you're actually speaking facts. I mean, this is a historically bad football program. Year after year, it's uh, it's usually a bad team. Year after year, they're usually in the bottom of college football. You know that top 25 story I did earlier this week? Uh, UTEP is usually consistently in that bottom pole year after year. And last year was kind of that anomaly. They finished 7-6 and six with a very favorable schedule. Makes you go back and start revisiting last year and seeing, you know, how much of quality, how much quality football did we really see? I think we saw a lot of quality football in that bowl game uh, when the Miners fought against a tough Fresno State team. But uh, yeah, I think um, you you just have to look at this program from afar and just understand this is a historically bad program in football and basketball. Yeah, they have success. They're, they're going to win games. They're going to beat Power Five schools like they did just a few years ago against the likes of Arizona State. But with a team like UTEP football, they just kind of have to prove it to fans that they're here for a continued success. And as it is right now, that's just not the case. And as it is right now, Dana Dimmel will not leave. He's signed for a two-year extension over this offseason. He's here for another three years, Augustine. UTEP simply doesn't have the funds to buy him out or to to remove him at this point. And they're going to have to hope that Dana Dimmel has success. So uh, people want Dana Dimmel fired. I, I get it. I hear what I hear from people and what they're uh, th- their emotions are high on this kind of stuff, but it's not going to happen. It's it's just not the reality. Augustine, how many more games or how many total wins does UTEP have this year? Uh, against who? I mean, who who are they likely to win against? I mean, on their schedule, they're lucky if they win one more. 
Okay, I mean, so you're like a lot of fans. You you think two and ten on the season? Yeah, two and ten, and and if they do go two and ten from a seven and six season where you have your starting quarterback back and you have a bunch of players back and every, I mean, come on, I mean, even 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 the the athletic director and Miss Wilson have to figure this out for, you know, they have they just have to realize that demo isn't the answer and and, and they need. Those those sponsors, well, those those people called Foster to buy Dimmel out. Yeah, but but that's not. I mean, it's it's just not going to happen, Augustine. And I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. It's just not going to happen. Um, people can wish, they can hope, they can think all they want, but it's just not going. It's not the reality. Joe Chacon tweets the show unless they can find the right combination of run and pass plays, find someone on both sides that can be a leader. We are headed for disaster. Hashtag the truth hurts. Hashtag repping from Colorado now. Hashtag Brock is my OG. Hashtag need to start thinking about the future. Hashtag I don't think it's Dimmel. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Uh, good job there, Joe Chacon. Way to fit all those hashtags in there. Leandro Valenzuela tweets the show. I really don't understand. Not that long ago, one run for six to seven yards. Next play, another run for a first down. Since then, all passes, more incompletions, and an interception. Uh, what is going on with this play calling with UTEP football? This coming in from Adrian, who, by the way, got real upset with me earlier this week that I wrote a story about UTEP being in the bottom 25. Uh, I feel like I'm watching the Dallas Cowboys play. No, it's not a compliment. Hashtag UTEP football. Uh, this one coming in from Jose Angel. Dimmel's fifth year, his players, his type of football, most talented team in years, best defensive line in many years, one in three. It's time for a change. The Kansas State way did not work. Hashtag minor talk. Mike Cuviello tweets the show. Too bad we're stuck with Dana Dimmel for two more years after this. Uh, this one from Pinky. Don't blame Hardison for all these turnovers and the loss. Hashtag minor talk. If you want to weigh in, now is the time to do so. We had full lines, but now we have a couple lines open. 915-505-6009 as we continue here on Minor Talk. Let's get out to Kevin. He wants to join in, talk a little UTEP football. Kevin, good evening. What's going on, man? Hey, Dan. How you doing, man? I'm hanging in, Kevin. I'm. I'm. I got to be honest with you, man. I am hanging in. Yeah, honestly, I, I I feel for you and Sal the rest of the season going down. You know, I mean, thank God. Hey, Sal's at least really it's not that one in eleven season that me and Sal oh, had to endure, God. and you know, it's not that kind of thing. Well, I mean, maybe I'm speaking too soon, right? Yeah, I know, I know, but everything just went wrong today, just from special teams to defense to offense. I mean, the defense kind of held their own, you know, offense was just wasn't scoring points. And yeah, I mean, just the same, same story, just a different day. You know, that was the same thing that happened against NMSU, same thing that happened against Oklahoma and North Texas. And I just don't see any improvement, man. And in year five and demos like or year five with uh, Dana Demel has just not been impressive, man. It's just not, you think he would have this program, you know, down by now you know and the fact that now that we actually have a pretty like competent schedule to say the least we're just not we're not getting those results man like you want to see UTEP compete against teams like Boise State and UNM you know and for a team that was campaigning to join the Mountain West this year oh my gosh and we can't even beat the worst team in that division or in that conference that is just unacceptable I, I know the basketball team would fare off fairly well in the Mountain West with the football team, oh, man, I, I I don't know at this point. I mean, I'm going to give you a hot take right now. I think it's time for UTEP to revisit the idea of going SPS in football. <laughs> oh, man, it's gotten to that point, huh, Kevin? It's gotten to well, that you, point. 
you know, you hit it. You hit it on the first call, and it, UTEP has just not been known to be good at football. You know, and I mean, our historic basketball program. You know, like they're the only things I feel like keeping the athletic program alive. And the track team too. No, no disrespect to those guys. They're awesome. You know, but those two sports only keeping that this program alive. And you know, it's just it's upsetting. You know, as a UTEP fan, but. I mean, we're working with what we can here, you know. I understand the budget's not all there for, for you know, like top five coaches and whatnot, but, man, you just want to see a better performance than that. Sure, sure. I don't blame you, Kevin. Hey, and I appreciate the phone call, man. I, I understand the frustrations. I get it. Um, UTEP fans don't want to settle, and, and they don't want to be complacent. That's the big thing. They are tired of being complacent about, uh, you know, UTEP – football and where this team is at that's why I get frustrated from you know when we when we set the expectations that this team is supposed to be good this year and I I get upset when I hear callers chiming in saying oh well I like their effort or oh it was a lot closer than it was no it wasn't this game was over this was an utter domination by New Mexico and you have to be disappointed in the way that the miners came out in this game it was just it was one of the most you know unimpressive games I've seen from the Miners' side in a long time, uh, especially offensively. Andrew tweets the show, fire the coach or something. This is embarrassing and unacceptable. Our players are not motivated, prepared, or just don't know how to play football. Mike Saucedo tweets us, seen enough of Gavin Hardison, turn the page. Mr. and Mrs. Potter, Dana Dimmel has no clue what the hell he's doing. Get him out of here yesterday. These guys will be lucky to win one more game. Um, this one, Kit War, uh, Kit Wren, Charlotte Rice, FIU are all still winnable. Middle Tennessee and La Tech are coin flips. It's a night to wallow, but remember, in Conference USA, everyone is bad and anything can happen. Uh, Herman Flores tweets us: Head coach is hot garbage. Offense, co- offensive coaching staff is hot garbage. Uh, Jersum is Jake McNamara redshirted. Uh, I would probably say so. McNamara is probably also, if you want to talk about uh, where he is on the depth chart, he's probably like fifth or sixth string. He's not necessarily like a third or fourth string. So uh, there you go, Jersum. Herman Flores, fire Dimmel. We're going 1-11. Hot garbage play calling on offense. It's long balls that have no chance or nothing. Rip City Trades tweets us, UNM is on probably on par with Charlotte, Rice, and FIU. I just can't see them beating all three. I say one more win, sadly. Well, that's where a lot of fans are right now, and I, I really don't blame them whatsoever after this uh, UTEP loss. I think it's a really tough one to, for a lot of people to swallow. I think a lot of people are really disappointed after this one, and uh, I don't know how UTEP comes out of this one. I have no clue. Um if they're able to bounce back this year, uh, Dana Dimmel said they're going to play a lot better next week. I, I don't know. I just I haven't seen it. I, until I see it, I'm not going to believe any of that. Um, I, I need to see it big time on this UTEP football team, and we haven't seen it whatsoever. Hey, we're going to get to our play of the game later on in the show, our drive of the game presented by the Oscar Eddie at the agency. By the way, our play of the game is brought to you by Specs, uh, and then our Heineken player of the game all to come here on Minor Talk. We're going to take our first time out right now. If you'd like to call in, 915-505-6009 to get into Minor Talk as you're listening to 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back to Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Hey, big shout-out to the Oscar Arieta Agency. You might remember them from every UTEP football home game. That's because Oscar Arieta is the official insurance agent of UTEP football. In fact, the Oscar Arieta Agency told me that they'll be honoring one of our favorites next week in Babe Laufenberg. That's right. We know Babe is a former Cowboy quarterback. He's a diehard UTEP fan, and he's a friend of the show and is the founder, the developer 
of the Luke Laufenberg Fight Station at UTEP. Um, this is an awesome, awesome appearance that he's going to be coming for the, uh, next week's game against Boise State. In fact, um, the Luke Laufenberg Fight Station at UTEP is in memory of Babe's son Luke, who was a minor f- football tight end and tragically passed away due to cancer. And uh, the fight station at UTEP keeps UTEP athletes nourished with healthy food options out of the Larry K. Durham Center. Uh, this is an awesome thing that they do. For UTEP players, the Luke Laufenberg Fight Station, be sure to see Babe next Friday night at the Boise State game. He will be awarded as the hometown hero thanks to the Oscar Arieta Agency, a proud sponsor here on Minor Talk. Let's continue here on the show. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Also tweet the show, 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter, like AJ Gomez. Dimmel has not beating an, a beaten an FBS team with a winning record. I'm not so sure people are so surprised of the product that he's putting on the field. Adrian at Enemy Win 3 tweets us, New, Mex- uh, New Mexico gave us six-man front all night long. Why didn't we run the ball more? Ronald Awad and Hankins should be getting 15 to 20 carries each, throwing to triple coverage, drop balls, turnovers. What a disappointment. Uh, Malcolm tweets the show, the offense is terrible. Find a quarterback and offensive coordinator. Um, this one coming from Garrett. Uh, actually, this one coming from King Eric. The season is over. This team disappoints, like they always do. Fire Dimmel and get a new quarterback. This coming in from Panther. It's frustrating to watch. They play like high school freshmen, completely lost and cannot execute. The play calling from Dimmel is excruciatingly repetitive and slow with zero. I- um, I don't know what he's meant by this. In I, I don't know what he's saying on this. Uh, I expect. Two win season max. Bob Hopper tweets us, has anyone from the El Paso media asked Coach Dimmel why he insists on calling offensive plays? He needs to hand this over to his offensive coordinator. Bob, he's actually defended his play calling. He said like that this is their system, this is something that he's learned from Kansas State and something he's uh, been calling his whole life. Um, this coming in from JK. If the team that we saw today shows up the rest of the year, one more win is lucky. I feel like it's time uh, to step back and see what's wrong with UTEP football fundamentally. How has almost every school in the state had success besides UTEP? Heck, UTSA started playing 12 years ago. Fix UTEP. Um, This coming in from David Castro. As a diehard minor fan, if UTEP puts a piss-poor product on the field, then simply the fan base should just boycott and not show up until we start seeing a change. Again, I'm frustrated, but damn play calling needs needs work. Coaching has to change. Um, this one from UTEP Mineto. I am pissed off. Super pissed off. Um, this one from Steven. Why can't we get rid of Dimmel now? Why do you say it won't happen? Because he signed a two-year extension over the offseason. They can't just break this now. They don't have the money to do so. You have to buy a coach out like that in college football. Augustine tweets us, The real play of the game is the clock hitting zero and the agony over. The drive of the game is people coming back from Albuquerque and going to Whataburger. <laughs> All right, Augustine, you win. Yeah, you made me laugh. You've had good takes today. You're bouncing back. You're you're winning my uh, <laughs> approval here. Um, oh man, <laughs> oh man. Pinky tweets the show. Thumbs up for ex Burgess Mustang New Mexico Lobo number eighteen Alec Marenko. Yeah, big shout out Al Marenko. I, lo- I loved covering him at high school. Um, this one from Violet Crusade 71. Do you see a max exodus with the football program at the end of the season? 
Well, where are they going to go? If players want to transfer out, where are they going to leave? What kind of le- uh, leverage do you have? I-, I don't know, man. I mean, if you want to tell me a guy like Praise Mehule has a leverage, sure. I agree with that. He can go power five. He can go anywhere he wants. He can play at the, at the high at a high level, sure. But if you're telling me that you know somebody like an under-the-radar guy or kind of just some a middle-of-the-pack guy wants to leave, where's he going to go? Um, I'll, I'll point you to a prime example. Tyron Smith last week, uh, last year, he entered the portal once Jacob Cowing entered the portal, and no one wanted him. No one, no one, uh, you know, gave him a scholarship offer out of that. I think maybe he got one or two, but they weren't really good by any means. So no, I, I'm, I don't know if we're going to see a mass exodus. I don't know if maybe it'll be coach's decision. I don't know. I, I, I think it's way too early to tell. Basketball, it's easier to call. Um, football, it's hard to tell. George Smith tweets the show, can't understand why the ground game has been abandoned. Um, YYS, rare tweet from YYS. If UTEP continues this pace, it may be time to take these to the station. And uh, it's a, uh, a nice little mixed drink that YYS has going. Um, this one, this one checks, uh, this one comes into this one. Uh, Rip City Trades. Hope the media asks the tough questions like why the hell they continue with these low percentage passes and why Dimmel is calling the plays. This is year five. Jacob Rubio calls uh, Dan Dimmel clueless. Um, Drew, 808. How is UTEP still in this season? Uh, Jacob Rubio with the follow-up. Bench Hardison. This one coming in from uh, Sax Panther. Can't do this anymore. I think I've hit my limit. Dana Dimmel got a contract extension for this? He asks. Um, <laughs> this one uh, This one comes in from Leo underscore minor fan. I don't understand everyone's issue with Jim Center. To me, he's worked his butt off since he got here to change a lot of things. I imagine it's Dimmel and the two-year extension, but I get why he did it. It's his first football hire in men's basketball. Joe Golding has folks excited. Um, it's not just the whole deal about the two-year extension. It's the fact that Danny Dimmel was entering his last year this year. This was his last year. You don't, across college football, if it's the best coach in the world or if it's the worst coach in the world, you don't go into a contract year with uncertainty because the coach is just going to check out at that point. They're not going to, it's like Doug, it's kind of like Doug Martin last year with New Mexico State. They didn't renew his contract. He played out his contract. And look at how he handled that season. It was a terrible season for the Aggies. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, you can make the argument that UTEP's not having a good season to start right now, but it's only two years of an, of an extension. That means UTEP can get out of it in two years. That means they're not agreeing to a five-year extension. So um, there you go. That, that's why they did the extension, because they had to. They had to do it. Um, Joe Chacon, are you watching the same game as us? Bad play calling, turnovers, and poor coaching. Cindy Donnelly tweets the show. Can we fast forward to basketball season? I think a lot of minor fans, a lot of minor fans are hoping for the same thing. Um, Joe Chacon. You don't even know. Be ready for Bitch Fest 2022. That's what uh, Joe tweets us. Assassins be killing tweets the show. I was so hyped for this season. It's been very underwhelming, but I cannot lose faith in this team. They could still pull it out and make a bowl game. Oh, man, Assassin. UTEP needs more fans like you. They really do because there's there's very few like you. Uh, Alex Nikolas, friend of the show. Great stat fine. Great stat fine. UTEP has more turnovers tonight against New Mexico than Dana Dimmel has wins in Conference USA. Woo! Man, coming with the heat, Alex. All the way out in East Texas. Love it. Um, this one, checking in from Brock Landers. 
You just got spanked by New Mexico, UTEP. Boise State is going to have the walk-ons playing in the second half Friday. Oh, man, this is just brutal. Arturo Dominguez tweets the show. Shows you how corrupt and what a good old boy system college football is than a loser like Dana Dimmel would have a steady job for over 20 years, earning at least 250 a year. UTEP football is paying him close to a million a year despite being nothing but a loser in his whole career. What a joke. Hashtag fire Dimmel. Man, just brutal tweets. These are all tweets coming into the show. Uh, we'll read them all if we can. Let's uh, keep it going. Brandon Cox, I say one more win. This program is shot. Should have never gave Dimmel an extension. He calls him Dumbbell. Horrible decision by the athletic director. Go get a real coach and a real offensive coordinator to get on board with college football of today. Horrible play calling. Bye-bye, um, Dimmel. Picks up ready for the Golding basketball era. I think a lot of fans are. I think a lot of fans are, Brandon. Uh, Taylor made basketball. Everyone should apologize to Ronnie. He bashed him last week, and uh, th- a lot of people bashed him last week and said he was too negative after the win. But for two weeks, he's told us exactly how this was going to go and why. Ronnie was right. Ronnie called it. I, I got to I gotta admit it. And uh, he was right. He was right about this UTEP football team. I was wrong. I was the first one. You can, If you want to blame somebody, blame Adrian Broaddus because I thought you know the expectations were high on this team. This team brought back a ton of players from last year. They had every. They had a lot of continuity on both sides of the ball, and they just can't execute. Something happened. I don't know what it is. It's it's the biggest um, letdown I think I've seen from a UTEP program. Just period. Well, I I I can't say that much because that uh, UTEP women's basketball team this past year had a lot of expectations on them, and they fell way short of those expectations. So I, I would kind of think UTEP football did the same as far as letting people down. Uh, Andrew tweets us, your post-game comments are ridiculous and not even close to what you should say when we lose this way. Step up to the plate and get this team moving forward or step away. And that's talking about Dana Dimmel, who said this, quote, it's early in the year and our team has to find a way to handle adversity. Now it's time for us to challenge ourselves getting back home and playing Boise State. I think we're going to play a good football game next week. That's Dana Dimmel earlier, and Andrew is reacting to that saying that his post-game comments are ridiculous. Uh, let's take our next time out. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. <laughs> Wait, really quick, really quick. Good tweet right here. Adrian at Enemy Win 3. You think you're mad now? Just wait till basketball season. There, I said it. Ooh! Already predicting some downfalls with the basketball team is Adrian at Enemy Win 3. Wow. I even, we don't even know who's on the roster, man. Come on. We haven't even seen this team practice. Just kidding. I, I mean, we, we know who's on the roster, but um, yeah, I, I hear you, man. Good good point. We'll have to revisit that one. Uh, Jacob Rubio with a quick note. Doesn't Dana Dimmel call offense? Yes, he calls all the plays. That's right. Let's take a timeout right now. When we come back, awards, and we'll wrap things up. If you want to duck in a late call, now's the time to do it. 915-505-6009 as Minor Talk continues, presented by the Oscar IDF Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk is live. Adrian brought us here, along with Angel Munoz, producing the show, screening calls, and uh, also putting up our podcast. That's Angel Munoz here on 600 ESPN El Paso. A um, couple great stats from Lewis. This is our man, This is our man, uh, Locomotive Miner. This is tough. Gavin Hardison is 120th out of 127 quarterbacks in FBS completion percentage. Gavin Hardison is tied for fifth in the amount of sacks that he's taken across the country. 
He is minus 67 yards in total yards in sacks that he's taken. He's 102nd in FBS quarterback rating. He's the he's number one in the country in passing attempts. 106 in yards per attempt, and uh, that's from Lukomotive Minor. Just some really really alarming stats across the bo- uh, across the board for uh, Gavin Hardison. That that's some that's some tough stuff right there when you're hearing about his progression. Again, I, I don't really fault him too, too much. I know that the decision-making is suspect. Uh, the interceptions just can't happen. Throwing it into triple coverage is bad. I'm not going to say I, I'm ready to um, already move on from Hardison because a lot of it's the play calling. Because when, when he's throwing the shorter passes or when they get the short pass game going, I love their passing game. And then when they're going with an inefficient deep ball, it's like, what's going on with this team? Um I, I don't understand it. Let's continue on Twitter. This uh, this coming in on on uh, 600 ESPN El Paso. Oh, Augustine was great, by the way, until he he uh, uh, tweeted something very misogynistic. So he's uh, permanently banned for the rest of the night. Um, this coming in from Rip City Trades. My wish list for the next UTEP football coach is Graham Harrell. UTEP needs an exciting offense. Hashtag Minor Talk. Can two years hurry? Graham Harrell's a great name. Rip City Trades. I remember his name popped up when the the coaching search came initially after uh, Sean Kugler left the program, resigned, whatever you want to call it, got fired, and uh, they were looking for a coach. I remember Graham Harrell's name popping up. Um, Gerald Hitter, friend of the show, 8,000 actual bodies in the stadium Friday night to include players and workers. Unbelievable. Been a diehard since I was a kid, but I see no way out for UTEP football in today's transfer portal world and recruiting. We will lose way more than what we gain. But, Gerald, who are they going to lose? Who's going to actually leave this program? Where are they going to go? FCS? JUCO? Okay, maybe. Yeah, all right. If you want to tell me that, that's fine. If you want to tell me some of the better players on this team are going to go uh, to a better group of five program, maybe. If you want to tell me that like SMU calls up Gavin Hardison and says, hey, we have a vacancy at quarterback, you want to come in and step in and be the quarterback? Sure. But... I go back to uh, last year's team. That was a team that was largely built off JUCO recruits, the same JUCO recruits kind of like they got this year, and it's just not panning out with the the bunch they have right now. So um, I understand what you're saying. I I agree with you on your first point. There's not going to be anybody at next week's game. But um, I I do see a way out of this. I do see a way that UTEP can start recruiting and get better talent because we've already seen it this year. Let's go to Louie, who's joining us next on the phone lines, 915-505-6009, if you want to talk anything here on this UTEP football night. uh, Now is the time to do it here on Minor Talk. Louie, what's going on? Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? I'm hanging in, Louie. How about you, man? Uh, Barely. Only because Texas won. There you go. There you go. Texas is back, baby. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's the only bright spot in football so far because my Cowboys and the Miners aren't doing so much. So, <sighs> yeah, um, I get it. But you know, one thing I wanted to comment is, you know, it's not like we're Alabama to where we're accustomed to winning. However, when Bob Stoll was here, we won. When Mike Price was here, we won. When Gary Nord was here, we won. The program can win. I just want to know what the problem is is in the, the coach's selection. You know, when Kugler was here, um, he destroyed our program, in my opinion. Mm. I mean, we just took too many steps back. And it's like rebuilding. But, you know, with Demo, it's just, is this fourth, what, fifth year already? 
I mean, this yep. guy's, we should be winning with no problem. Honestly, with a third-year quarterback. So, you know, one of the things that really upset me, though. Is, Re- wait, 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 really quick, really, really quick, really quick here, uh, Louie. I just want to give you some quick stats based off what you were saying about wins and losses by coaches. Mike Price at UTEP went 48-68 and 68 here at UTEP. was not above 500. Uh, Gary Nord at UTEP, he was 14-34 and 34 at UTEP, not a winning coach. Charlie Bailey at UTEP, he was uh, nineteen and fifty-three, even worse than all three of them. So uh, you you say I think the better way of saying it, and I hear what you're saying. Like I'm not trying to knock you too much too much here, Louis, because mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying. They've had at least winning seasons. Like they've they've put together like winning products on the field. But when it comes to stacking up wins after year year after year, I think that's the toughest part for UTEP to sustain, like sustain success. Well- yeah, and you know what? When we had when we had um, uh, Gary Nord, I mean, we went to TCU for the WAC uh, championship game, and we you know sure. we got bulldozed by TCU. You know, uh, Bob Stahl, same thing. Uh, we went to the WAC championship game against Wyoming. You know, so you know, and, and with Mike Price, I mean, he filled up that stadium. You know, so the thing is that even though we didn't win. But we played against some pretty good teams, and we kept it pretty close. I mean, I remember when we beat Houston, and they were ranked 19th in the nation. Yeah, I remember that one, too. It's a fumble. So, I mean, it can happen. But it's just, you know, I thought, uh, you know, the athletic director, I thought it was pretty quick in selecting the coach. You know what I mean? I yeah. thought we could have gotten something better because there's always somebody out there that just wants that break. I mean, UTEP is not a long-term thing. If they do great, they're going to, it's a stepping stone. They're going to go somewhere else. We know that, but you know, it gives us at least a few years of, you know, some winning seasons and some winning to pack the fun bowl and do those types of things. Because that would springboard for the next coach, right? Like that would give momentum well, for the next coach. Well, and that's why I'll talk about Kukler. I mean, we didn't win a game and then he was gone. You know, and it just real that just really set us back. You know, um, but let me tell you something. When me and my boys we went to the first game against North Texas, and we were so disappointed. But you know, I, I just need to know the issue with Tyron Smith. You know, he dropped that pass against North Texas. You know, I'm still upset about that. Yeah. Then he goes against New Mexico. He has that great catch long run, and he pulls up at the end. And then he fumbles. I mean, you know, it just kind of gives you an idea where the program is at. You know, um, if I'm running, I'm running for my life to get to that end zone. Because that's a game changer right there. And my thinking is, you know, just like against North Texas, he dropped that pass. You know, that just burst the bubble out of the whole place. I mean, really. And then against New Mexico tonight, it just changed the game for me. I mean, I thought, you know, if you would have scored, you get some momentum going in. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. I'm not trying to play just him, but I'm just putting some facts that yeah, but, an idea of and, what, and, what the, the program is going through right now. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, Louie. Thanks so much for, for weighing in on this. I think you bring up good points. Um, Tyron Smith, I have no clue. I, I'm just going to give you the timeline for Tyron Smith real quick because last year he was the third most productive receiver on this UTEP receiving core behind uh, Jacob Cowing, Justin Garrett, 
And for Tyron Smith, as soon as the season ended, he entered the transfer portal. A couple, you know, you had maybe like Old Dominion or another Conference USA team reach out to him, but no one really uh, made a a real big effort to try to bring him in to their program. So he ends up coming back to UTEP. Miners are happy. They keep their receiver in the mix. But I don't necessarily know if it's all on Tyron Smith or if it's just basic fundamentals as a whole for this team. Because if it's not Tyron Smith fumbling at the one-yard line and causing a touchback going uh, New Mexico's favor, I don't think I think it's somewhere else. Like it's another interception or if it's it's a fumble on the ground by a running back. The problem is for this UTEP offense is they have way too many turnovers. They have way too many problems just in general. Then they actually do success. So you you say that swayed the game. No, this game wasn't close. This game in my opinion was an utter domination by New Mexico and this game was lost pretty much in the first quarter when they had that tipped interception for a touchdown because I looked at the body language and UTEP looked deflated. You know, the next drive, UTEP goes a quick three and out. They punt it right away. New Mexico punts it. Marcus Bellin on the other side with UTEP returns it 46 yards all the way down inside New Mexico territory. The offense can't generate anything, anything on that drive. They settle for three points. They give it back to New Mexico. The Lobos have a long drive that lasts almost six minutes, and they go all the way down. They march all the way down the field, and they score a touchdown. They're up seventeen to three. Miners look absolutely deflated. They look like they're down fifty to nothing, and they're playing from behind. Uh, and UTEP starts getting desperate, and that's when they get. That's when they're the worst. That they start making all these mistakes when they're trying to come back in games and they're playing like desperate football. So that's that's where I would kind of. Um, equate all of this, all these tr- early season troubles for Tyron Smith or for anybody, Gavin Hardison, anybody on that offense. I would equate that. You know, just this has not been an offense that has any sort of motivation, I mean, momentum, any sort of identity whatsoever right now. And I don't know how they're going to get points moving forward. Let's keep it moving. Uh, let's go to the phones right now. We, I know we had Milkman. I'm sorry, Milkman. Um, we, we just lost him right now. Give us a call back, Milkman. I'd love to hear from what you, you call in every show. Uh, maybe you got tired. Maybe the you, you uh, maybe you just uh, switched over and just said I can't take it anymore. So I get it. Frank is joining us next. We'll welcome him onto the show here on Minor Talk. Good evening, Frank. What's going on? What's going on, Adrian? I apologize if I repeat any points, but no, no, no. Go I'll ahead, watch. Frank. You 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 deserve your right to uh, you deserve your right to voice all your uh, frustrations or your opinions on this show. Oh, thank you. I I appreciate you correcting that caller, Adrian. You know about winning coaches here at UTEP, uh, there's just been a dark cloud over this. You know, I'm going to take it a step further over this athletic department. I com- you know, I, I compare ourselves, obviously, to our, our friends up on I-10, and they've won a bowl game more recent than we have. What When's the last time we won? The 60s. Yeah, 67. Yep. Unbelievable. Our basketball program hasn't been to the tournament since 2010. Look at look at what all they've done. It's, it's just so sobering it and today's another reminder that for all of our crowd that wants to go to the mountain west adrian look at this this is oh man this is terrible it's just terrible well they're far from a mountain west team i mean they're they're barely a conference usa team right now in football so it's like you know all those fantasies and stuff like that they're nice in theory they make sense uh you know when if when you talk about fan support when you talk about things like resources that utep could could accomplish down the line but it doesn't make sense as a whole because they they simply can't win on the field no, it doesn't, Adrian. And obviously, we, we're, we're seeing it now, but Coach Thimble's going to feel a wrath that Sean Kugler felt, that Rodney Terry felt, that many coaches have felt that runs him out of town. So it's just a matter of time before, you know, 
he calls it quits, in my opinion. Wait, who is this? Who, who are you talking about? Coach Dimmel. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, it's hard to walk away from that kind of money. And uh, for uh, for a head coach in college football, I, I think they it's easier said than done. For him, he could probably hit the reset button and run it back next year. And I don't, I don't know. I have no clue how to spin this one. Um, yeah, I, I have no clue about this, Frank. But what do you think? How many more wins do you think this team gets this year? Um, I'd say we finished with three wins, Adrian. Man. To be honest with you, Man. they're gonna get they're gonna get blown out next week. It's over. It's over. Wow. Well. All right. Okay, Frank. Well, I appreciate you uh, weighing in. I appreciate you staying up and spending some time with us here on Minor Talk, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. All right, uh, we continue here, 915-505-6009. If you'd like to chime in, now's the time to do it. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. Paul Reynoso checks in. We're in year five of the Dimmel era, where we should be competing for a Conference USA championship. Instead, we're one of the worst teams in college football. Until we can learn to play better and win consistently, they need to remove the UTEP 915 logos from their helmets. Ugh, hashtag minor talk. Julio Aguilar, the success of UTSA has hurt UTEP tremendously. San Antonio area recruits used to pick UTEP in the past, not anymore. I don't agree with that, Julio. I think this. I, I think if you want to put something on UTEP's coaching staff, they haven't recruited San Antonio as well as they they have other places, but they don't really recruit high school guys to begin with. I mean, they try to get guys out of the junior college ranks. They could be from California. They could be from Arizona. They could be from Iowa. They could be from the Midwest. They could be well, from anywhere. They, they recruit junior college players. That's their bread and butter. That's the identity of their recruiting. So when you tell me, hey, UTSA is hurting UTEP in recruits, maybe it's from getting the four stars, the, the high-caliber transfers, but it's not from getting the guys that UTEP is keen to getting, and that's junior college guys. UTEP's not out there trying to compete with UTSA in the transfer portal, get, grabbing a guy like from Texas grabbing a guy uh, from a Power 5 school. No, UTEP's not after those guys. They're after the junior college guys, for better or for worse. And right now it's the, the it's not working out for what their what expectations were placed on this group. So, yeah, there you go. Um, hey, we got to pay some bills. we gotta, we got to give out some awards here on the show. Uh, let's do it. Let's first talk about some of our different ones. First off, our play of the game. This is brought to you by Specs. Uh, it has to be the Deion Hankins one-yard touchdown run late in the fourth quarter. Four minutes left. Capped off a seven-play, 53-yard drive. And uh, Deion Hankins scored the only touchdown in this game for UTEP's offense. The Oscar Arrieta Agency drive of the game. I'm actually going to give this to the defense, stopping a drive for uh, New Mexico. The Lobos drive it all the way inside UTEP territory. It was an easy one. It was off a pick. It was off an interception. I think it was at this time the third interception that UTEP had thrown, the third Gavin Hardison interception in the second half. And UTEP's defense actually stopped New Mexico. They went all the way down, I think, to the 12-yard line. And New Mexico ended up missing a field goal. On that drive, uh, you got to give a lot of credit to the UTEP defense because I think they step up. I think they're they're way, again they're less talented than they were last year, but in this this time around for UTEP, they are a team who plays hard and they make plays on defense. So you got to give the defense credit. This happened in the fourth quarter at the nine minute mark. They drove all the way down to the UTEP 13 yard line and they missed a field goal. Uh, credit the UTEP defense for standing there. They could have easily allowed another touchdown. This game could have been. 34-10. This game could have been 34-3. This game could have been 41 to 
to 10, whatever you want to call it, but uh, that defense held late in the game, and uh, got to give credit to them for that. Uh, also, our Heineken player of the game, this is brought to you by Heineken. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, an unconventional player. I'm going to actually give it on the defensive side. Tyrese Knight, 14 total tackles, two tackles for losses. Uh, he was just all over the field. Anybody who could put up 14 total tackles like that deserves it. Also, you could give it to Cal Wallerstedt, three and a half tackles for losses in this game. That was huge, huge by him. Uh, minor defense had two sacks, and they both came from Cal Wallerstedt. I'm going to flip it. I gave it to Tyrese Knight a second ago. It's Cal Wallerstedt, two sacks, three and a half tackles for losses, seven total tackles. The fourth string linebacker is stepping up. That's the kind of play you want to see from players on UTEP. Cal Wallerstedt, the junior, uh, our Heineken player of the game. As we wind things down, as we look to next week, Miners take on Boise State. Friday uh, kickoff, we'll have all the coverage for you. KLAQ will have the broadcast. We'll have Minor Talk following the game here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Uh, that'll do it for us tonight. We're going to wrap things up. New Mexico beats UTEP 27-10. to 10. Uh, Thank you so much to everybody for listening in. Uh, thanks for all the tweets. Thanks for all the calls. And uh, we'll be back at it next week. We'll be back at it no matter what. We're here for the rest of the season. We're here for UTEP basketball season. It's Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.